The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. There's kind of an amazing evolution that happens in both of the readings today. And in the first one, it's kind of that amazing spot that any one of us can be in when you're trying to first sort of listen for the Lord and you hear something happening, it's like you're showing, it's like, did you call me? Like, you know, sometimes we don't know where it's coming from. And then those beautiful, beautiful words that are spoken that like once Samuel, once that realization is there, that the call is actually coming from God, you know, they're, they're, speak Lord, your servant is listening. It's actually making yourself available to God. Um, but the only way to really do that is to be silent with him. And every one of us has to ask that question. You know, do, do we have enough moments of silence where we can actually hear the Lord speaking to us? Or is our life too noisy? And of course, noise can be more than just like actual noise. It could be all kinds, it could just be busyness. Um, it can be getting involved in too many things. You know, it can be um, all kinds of things that are just preoccupations in our life that, that, that overshadow being able to hear anything. Um, there's so many people, so many great priests and religious that I've met in my life that have said basically the same thing. Often, in their prayer life in the beginning, a lot was said by them, <laughs> you know, by the petitioner, right? Said a lot to the Lord. And then eventually, I don't know, maybe you just run out of steam or you realize that you're talking too much, <laughs> right? You're like, or, or trying to do too much, whether that's the rosary or whatever it is. And then finally, people get to this conclusion that it's just like, I'm just going to sit here and be with you, Lord. You know, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And you'll notice in the gospel, in the very first part, you could kind of just like jump right past it because it's the first few words. But before Jesus goes to Peter's mother-in-law and says, upon leaving the synagogue. So he's in a place of prayer 
before he goes to do that particular healing. So he's actually with God first, and then he goes to do the ministry. And then you see there, and I can relate with this last part that I was telling Deacon Chuck this. It's just like, everyone is looking for you. I was like, I know, tell them I'm not here. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the, the feeling some days that, that you have. And, um, it, and that's, that's a tricky one sometimes because it could be, it could feel a little bit too noisy. But notice before that moment, before that big moment, he goes to a deserted place to pray. And so before these two big moments, he's actually in prayer. Uh, able, you know, being in a spot where he can listen to the Father so that he can be guided in, in his ministry in that way. And uh, every single one of us needs to be guided in our, in our regular lives, but we can't do that if we're being too noisy, if we're doing too many things that shut his voice out of our life. And, um, <clears throat> you know, as, as I was thinking about these um, there, of course, there was something in my head, and it totally just left now. Don't you hate it when that happens? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but it, it really does relate to being able to find the time and making it some sort of a priority in our life. Because if we don't do that, um, we sort of wander around quite a bit. And it, it's, it's an agitating feeling. And, like, the feeling that I have, like, where the everyone's looking for you one— I was just like, well, you know, sometimes my brain looks like this. It looks like a whole series of people with, like, layers of, like, time and then, like, layers of anxiety, right? It's just like a lasagna of my brain or something like that, right? But everybody's head looks a little like that sometimes, too. You're trying to find the way to prioritize um, things. But amazingly, if prayer had been one of the first priorities then it's shocking that sometimes you find a way to actually fit it in. Um, the, because the Lord really does guide you instead of you trying to guide, guide yourself in some way, shape, or form. And so that's, that's what we all are trying to, to build, to take a moment to just sit and be with the Lord and simply say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, without having to pray a rosary or a chaplet or, or, or even pray for others in that particular moment. Maybe that comes up as a part of your prayer or something like that. But, but the important thing is to let him speak to you. I know Archbishop Sample had talked about this a lot. He said early on in his life of making holy hours, sometimes he would pray part of the divine office in there, which is totally a reasonable thing to do, <laughs> you know, all these things. And he said it got to the point as the years went on where he needed the entire hour to just not speak, not pray the divine office, not do any of those things that preoccupied him. So imagine that, just like an actual full hour in silence without praying any prayers or doing any spiritual reading or anything like that. It's something we build up to, right? You know, it, it tends to be not something that we could do overnight, but we really build up to it. And then we see that that's kind of the source. Um, I had a, a professor in, um, in the seminary that he was the only diocesan priest that I had as a professor. All the other priests were, uh, were Dominican priests, generally speaking. And then one of the things he said is, like, Moses was a good example of the diocesan priesthood, you know, for, for us as priests. He was saying, you'll notice that Moses goes into the tent of meeting, right, like into the tabernacle, and he's with God, and then he goes back out to the people. 
and then he returns to the meeting place with God, and then he goes back out to the people. And that's his rhythm of life. And so for all of you, it's not all that, all that you know, dissimilar to that. You come here, the priest distributes communion, the word of God, all of these things are given to you. But you come here, and then you go back out. And you come here, and you go back out. It, it, the answer is never to retreat from the world. We actually need to go back out into the world. But this is a great reminder that Jesus did that, Moses did that, and all of you do that. But, but if we can lead with letting the Lord speak to us and quiet down our life just enough, then when we leave here, I think we could all carry out our mission um, with greater, you know, greater efficiency, greater efficacy. I think we could see bigger, bigger results if we lead first with being able to hear the Lord. God bless you all.